from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, Ursula. It's been a good show today. It, it really it, has. It, it, it's already 11.07. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. I, I, I think that... Um, I don't know. For some reason, it's one of my favorite days. I think that the topics that we're talking about, like that last scenario, was was wow. Like the more someone call me a boomer though. Again, you got a boomer. Yeah, someone call me a boomer because I said have a backup plan, uh, and I don't recommend. uh, Chef was absolutely right about uh, it's easier if you get fired uh, to get unemployment, etc. But I would say the better plan would be have a backup plan instead of trying to get yourself fired. You know, Chef really did a good job of bringing that point up, and I could see that argument. And then there's, I think you and I are on the same page where we kind of think alike, like, hey, careful when you had that fired on your resume. And some people might say, oh, it doesn't matter much. You're not going to put it on your resume that you're fired, but if there's a gap, they're going to ask you, no, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. You know. And and for some people, it doesn't matter. It's not. it's worth it. So. All right. Let's get to it. Agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just going to play that for no reason. Anyways, let's go ahead and get <laughs> rolling here. <laughs> Should Washington require headlights 24 hours a day on highways? That is the proposal from State Senator John Lovick. Uh, G. Scott, this bill is very simple. One sentence just said you should have your headlights on. Looks like it's probably not going to go anywhere. In fact, I think Matt just told me it died. But the idea is still there. Should we be required to do this? Um, yes and no. Uh no. Huh? <laughs> I did Ursula. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did Ursula. That's not allowed. Okay. Both sides <laughs> now. <laughs> um, no, because car makers, car manufacturers should be make it mandatory to where your lights automatically just come on when you drive. So I don't want to put that on the driver to, oops, I didn't turn my headlights on and I get a ticket or I get pulled over, whatever the case might be. But I do think and understand the importance of having your headlights on because sometimes here, especially in the Pacific Northwest, when it's gray out and it's raining, Mm -hmm. we have people that don't have their headlights on. And our brothers and sisters that are truck drivers and delivery drivers tell us all the time when it's raining, tell people to put their headlights on. Okay, I just, I love Senator John Lovick, but this one. Here's a compliment sandwich coming. <laughs> I think it's a good suggestion to turn on your lights when we have those really dark, cloudy days, but to mandate it and have what a fine or a, did you say a fine or a. a well, it doesn't a, specify okay. in the bill. <laughs> one a few more specifics. Maybe it was just a, a, a thought that he threw out there. It basically but, um, modifies our statute. So like you could get pulled over, right? If you don't have your headlights on at night right now, I don't think you can get a ticket for it. Same thing during the day. Okay. You know, in my 2016 Subaru Outback. I have this <laughs> setting that says, that, 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 that says auto, yeah. and I have it on auto, and yeah. it exactly so it, it turns on when I need it. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I don't want someone mandating, though, that it be on all day, all night. And right. if I don't, or if I ha- happen to forget, I appreciate when someone flashes me and says, You've forgotten to 
flashes as in with the lights. Um, <laughs> where, I mean, Ursula, we, neither of us were going neither, there. Neither of us was going there. Where are you going? Yeah, no, but uh, I would rather th- that happen than someone pull me over and say you don't have your lights on. Okay, so if I could, if I could tell you that uh, there's one simple behavior that would reduce the accident risk of every single person in the state by six to thirteen percent, based on the study that you're looking at. That would seem like a freaking no-brainer, right? Yeah. And daytime running lights are that thing. I'm not really a big fan of uh, being pulled over for equipment violations. I wouldn't mind having it as the law. I wouldn't mind having billboards up saying, please turn on your lights at all times. Keep them on. Because, like, what's the harm going to be? What's the harm going to be of this passing as a law? If it did. Uh, People forgetting. And getting and then pulled over and fined or disproportionate enforcement, yeah. all yeah, of that kind be. of stuff. Uh, yeah, well, as I mean, Scott and Auburn says, another non-enforcement, non-pursuit law that would not be enforced. <laughs> okay, I'll move Wait, on. Did you did you both sides that too? <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, no, I said I, I'm against it, but okay. I that I like John Lovick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on to Kent, which is considering changing the way they are electing their city council candidates. Currently, every uh, city council candidate in Kent represents the entire city. That is what is called an at-large position. In the city of Seattle, there are, I believe, two at-large positions. And then there are council members that represent certain districts or areas of the city. And Kent is considering going to a district system versus at-large G, do you like have folks representing from you, representing from the neighborhood or the whole city? Neighborhood. I, I love it. In Chicago, we call them aldermans that people can call on and mm-hmm. get direct information. Um, I went to military school, and for all my brothers and sisters that were in the military, I was never in the Army, but I was JRTC, right, military school. In that, the one thing that we learned was the chain of command, right? You go to your uh, your squad leader, you go to your platoon sergeant, you go to your platoon leader. Like, there was a chain of command, and things got done because people were accountable. In this case, when you have somebody in these districts, you could call that person. Now, right now, if you have a problem in your neighborhood right now in most of the cities here locally, who are you going to call? And how fast will you get a call back? Exactly. Mm. You're not going to get a, a, a call back. It'll be it'll be tough. Oh, I've been calling my council member forever. And I mean, we have people that listen to our show that have businesses where the council member never showed up until in that area until there was a real big problem. Mm. So, yes, I like this. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Um, and for, for my for my example of why it doesn't work, I point to Seattle City Council, which up until recently felt somewhat hopeless to me as someone who lives in the city of Seattle. Uh-huh. And since we turned into a, a, a city that has seven uh, district seats and then two at large, uh, those seven district seats, first of all, turn out. And the number of people voting for those, it's already so abysmal. But then you talk about a very small group of people who end up voting for uh, certain council members who they think will 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 do the best job for them. That's how we got the uber, uber, uber beyond progressive council that we had for uh, many years uh, 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 of the like of of Shama Sawant being one of those council members. Um, I, I think that was 
I don't like the the, the lack of turnout. I, I think that the um, while while you need to have some focus on a particular neighborhood, I think overall so many of the decisions that were made by people thinking of just their specific neighborhood, it harmed the city as a whole. So I'm not a big fan. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, um, I, I seem to recall you, you said Tanya Wu would make an excellent candidate to represent, uh, you know, the Chinatown International District because Tammy Morales, who is the current representative, isn't doing her job. And that's a neighborhood that does not get attention, right, often from their representatives. And so you said this would be good if yes. we had Tanya here to represent this neighborhood. Yeah. But how does but, that change that? But, but what has been proven by these council members who are supposedly reflecting what they want in those specific districts is they still didn't, didn't respond to their districts. Yeah. Okay. Including that particular council member that you talked about yeah. or how many times we heard from, hey, uh, one of our regular listeners said, Andrew Lewis, I keep trying to tell him, you know, we've got these issues in downtown Seattle. Andrew Lewis is not responding. We never see Andrew Lewis at these meetings or, you know, whatever it is. So you know who to hold they, accountable, though. Yeah, right? but they don't. So it doesn't guarantee that. But what guarantees is that you have some decisions that are made that are supposed to be beneficial to that one particular part, but it harms the city as a whole. So, so I, gave I that, just I just haven't seen it work to our advantage in the city of Seattle. So I gave that example without giving his name. Oh. I gave that specific example <laughs> about council uh, members not specific. showing up to businesses. Exactly. Uh, John Lovick just texted in and said, <laughs> thanks for always shining a light on the important issues. You're doing a great job of driving the conversation. Thank you. This <laughs> is on driving. <laughs> Appreciate you, John. I know why you started uh, out your response to that by saying, first of all, I love Senator John Lovick because you knew he was listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Janet in the 206 was kind enough to let us know that she flashes drivers all the time, but she's 69 and nobody pays attention to her. <laughs> I would pay attention, but again, apparently I'm on the border of being a boomer. <laughs> okay, three days ago, a post on an Indian actress named Poonam Pandey's Instagram page announced that she had died of cervical cancer. Fans were absolutely grief-stricken, utterly shocked. Then one day later, uh -huh. the actress posted a video of herself very much alive saying, guys, I'm coming back to let you know that there is only one thing that will make you pay attention to cervical cancer. And that is when someone dies. And I am doing this to raise awareness of the fact that women need to get checked. They need to get uh, they need to get vaccines, etc. She's being called out for really lack of like i guess what a lack of class mm -hmm. in doing so do you think that's a horrible stunt or do you think it's kind of genius genius i no. saw it when i was like oh man she passed away cervical cancer oh my goodness that's the same the, the gal from family matters had passed away from cervical cancer i think it was 1999 when that happened and i was like man that's sad and then you start reading up on it 100% preventable if you get the hpv uh shot all, all that kind of stuff and then a day later, she comes back. I was like, oh, she's alive? And then she says why she did it. It worked. People, no. People were Okay. People are talking about it, but they're not talking about cervical cancer. They're talking about her and whether it was the right thing for her to do. Hmm. And I, I would argue that, it, I don't know about l lack of class. I say lack of credibility. Once hmm. you lose your credibility, you lose everything. And in, in this case, it's like, why have people go through that emotional grief and then say, oh, just kidding? 
This is why I want to. In four years, just, we've never been specific talking about cervical cancer on the show. And we're still not. We're talking about her. This stunt. And what we're was still the, not. And what was the stunt? That she pretended that she died of it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hear your argument. I, it probably is yeah. probably closer to low You know when I no pay class. attention to, to uh, cervical cancer or cancer is when someone actually does have it and shares what, you know, the, the fact that there aren't many symptoms until you're really advanced. Or, I mean, th- there's things that you could do where people share their stories. They're actual stories. Yeah. Well, here's a fun fact for the conversation since we're talking about it. The HPV vaccine, when given to young women around the age of 12 or 13, is nearly 100% effective yes. in preventing cervical cancer, right? I mean, there's a fact that you probably wouldn't have brought up on the radio. I, I think this is a look at me thing from her. I think it's genius marketing. You get to be controversial and potentially positive at the same time. So, I mean, I understand it's a stunt, but I think it could also be effective if it gets people talking about the fact that, hey, here's something that you thought I died of that you could prevent for your daughter right now if you take her to the doctor and get this vaccine. Yeah. 100% effective. That's... Mm. Yeah, I think there would be a different way. And by the way, uh, given that fact, having someone credible share that fact, not someone who faked her death, but having someone credible share that fact that if you were to do this for your daughter, it doesn't mean that you think that they are sexually active, but it actually means that you are going to prevent them from having something that really, by the time you realize you have this type of cancer, it's too far gone. How many doctors do you think are on Indian radio shows right now? Talking about cervical cancer, talking about the HPV vaccine. I, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Know. But Ursula, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I was on social media and I saw, man, this 32 year old Bollywood actress had passed away. Never heard of her before, yeah. but I saw it and I said, wow. Yeah. And then when I saw that it was a stunt, I immediately sent it to you guys. I'm like, oh my goodness. And yeah, it could be bad, uh, no doubt, but. Did it work? Yeah. Well, it worked in that we were talking about it. So I guess if you believe in the idea of any publicity is good publicity, then it worked. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really I'm cold. all backwards today. I know. I got like three. Sh- I don't know what she died on. <laughs> you know what? Mistakes are fun, aren't, aren't they? That's what makes yes, life interesting. But we embrace them. All right. Moving show. on. Uh, gee, apparently Disney trips are getting so complicated. Uh-huh. That parents are taking online classes on how to plan their perfect Disney vacation, how to navigate the parks, get all the deals, get in line first, etc. Which hotels to stay at, where to eat, etc. Yeah. Is this kind of like a must-do thing, vacation, if you are of a certain means in this country? Because I'm already feeling the pressure. Yeah. So, you know... When I think about my parenting skills, stuff like that, <laughs> what I did, my kids just knew Ursula. <laughs> they, they just they just knew Disneyland wasn't a part of plans. Like, we get to go to um, Family Fun Center? Fantastic. <laughs> that was a bonus. Right? Is that the one in Tequila? Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. off the freeway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's all I had for you. <laughs> Or you need to have you need to have some really well off friends who can maybe take you to Disneyland. And those Disneyland tickets, and I'm seeing like the tickets now are just oh my goodness! How can you do it if you don't if you're not well to do? So you're feeling the pressure. Yeah, yeah. As in by a certain age. Yeah, already. Dad, when are we going? I'm like, 
Can every parent just stop taking their kids to Disneyland so that we all stop feeling this pressure? <laughs> I don't want to go. There are... The funny thing is, I took our kids to Disneyland. We did the whole thing. Uh, Disney... Oh, actually, it was Disney World and then the Harry Potter one and all, all the different theme parks in huh. Florida. One, after one time, we're good. Was it worth it? It was really fun. It was ex- it was expensive, but was it that much more expensive than other vacations? So, Not necessarily. So when I was when I was young, my mom just she and I she took me to Disney World out in Florida, right? Yeah. And so we get to the theme park, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to go back to the hotel and go to the pool. Because it's work. It's work to get on the rides. Yeah. You have to wait around. Look, Imagine yeah. going on vacation to wait in line. Um, so, for, so, so you can buy fast passes. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. trying. I'm trying to tell all the parents. I'm talking to the parents now who just don't see Disneyland or Disney World in their future because it's expensive. Yeah, your kids will tell, still be okay. Let me tell you what you do. You go here locally and you find the local hotel that has a pool and take them to that. I promise you, those memories will last forever. You're feeling really spending, you can go to Wild Waves. You, you know, but no, I'm telling <laughs> oh, you. I love going Wild to Waves. The, going to the hotel, getting food in the rooms and stuff like that, letting them go to the pool. Like, think about it, Chef. When's the last time you did that? Sounds like a great January vacation. A perfect. They'll love it. They'll never forget it. All right. Uh, coming up next, Ursula, are we really talking about this? We sure are. Okay. I talked to I talked to a partner at the gym this past weekend and I asked him straight up, man, what's going on with you? And he was honest with me. And he told me, Ozempic. Hmm. What so, happens when you do take too, much? too much? Oh. Sounds like Mickey has something about that. Talk about that next, Gene Ursula. Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday morning. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. It's 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. And a big thank you to all of you who have started subscribing to our podcast. Uh, you can search for the G and Ursula Show wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're on our page, hit that subscribe button and you will get... Every hour of every show automatically. I'm proud because of you. you. Just, what's you, that? Because you took some. I did. Straight. You listen. You I took did. notes. I did. Even though I was in my feelings, ha- but you constantly ask <laughs> all the questions at I the do. end of meetings. You ever had that one person, y'all, <laughs> that works at your job that asked the question at the end of the meeting and you look at them like, oh, you know we could have been gone 30 minutes ago. Well, that's Ursula. But at the same time, at the same time, what? Ursula does wait. Wait. Oh, no. Let me, okay, that, wait, was a, that was a slap. Let me, let, me, let, me, yeah. let me give you some love. Yes. However, even though we could have been gone 30 minutes ago, what Ursula does ask is beneficial to our success. Yes. So even though I'm mad at you on one hand, I'm also excited yeah. and proud of you on the other. Yeah. 
thank you. Did I recover pretty yeah, well? that was a that was an insult sandwich or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, uh, just real quick. Okay. Uh, on that topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other point is, remember, I was in management, and you know what really stinks when you're in management? When you hold a meeting and then everyone sits there like just a, a, a rock and, and just looks at you and does nothing and then it's over. It's like, did something register? Did anything, did any, <laughs> were you listening? <laughs> so so that's why you That's why so, you feel compelled to ask uh, questions. Yes, but, but also for, for clarification purposes and, hey. Yeah. You're the best clarifier in the world. <laughs> That's an insult. <laughs> but anyway. Yes. You know what I also I learned at that meeting that we had? What's that? That Mickey Gomez won an award. She oh. sure did. Yeah. Did? So congratulations. Mickey Gomez is an exemplary uh, team member and well-deserved award. Oh, thank you guys. But right now you're here because you're going to talk about a story that is affecting quite a few people. And Mm -hmm. that is, we know a lot of people uh, are using Ozempic. Uh, It is Mm -hmm. a a drug that is for uh, type 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm. but it also has great effects when it comes to weight loss. Yeah, it was approved for weight loss. Yeah, so it's it's, approved for weight loss. Yeah, Ozempic and Wagovi. It's a trendy drug and it's increasing uh, overdose calls. If you can believe that. Uh, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah. And what happens when you overdose? So, well, you get really sick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really does. Yeah, yeah. so people are wondering, how does this happen? So I actually spoke to Dr. Sasha Kaiser. She's the Associate Medical Director uh, here at Washington uh, Poison Center. And here's what she said. Patients, you're supposed to take it weekly, and so people misunderstand, and they take it daily instead. Oh, good grief. Yeah, so people are going, oh, my goodness, they're they're getting sick, and then they call poison uh, the poison center, and then poison center, of course, has to unfold and figure out what happened. They're saying, okay, so read the prescription to me, and people are saying, okay, take once a week, and they're going, oh, I've been taking this medication every day, and you are basically inject you're injecting yourself, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not like you can undo it. It's not no. like it can be pumped out of your stomach, um, and some of the side effects would be gastric well, in nature. Ugh. They're very awful. So here's the deal. So not only are people taking this medication um, wrong, they're all, even when they go to the semi-glutide, because if they can't afford the Ozempic or the Wagovi, they're going to compounding pharmacies and they're buying the active ingredient semi-glutide. So then they, have, they get vials and not a pen. Right. And so they may be overdosing themselves accidentally. Mm-hmm. Those um, side effects are extreme nausea. Um Going to the bathroom, yes, a lot. Extreme diarrhea. Extreme diarrhea. Um, you could end up with pancreatitis. You could end it's up very with serious gallbladder disease. Yes, all of that. It can land you in the hospital. Yes. She's over there laughing so hard. <laughs> we know someone who's had that unfortunately happen to them before, and yeah, yes. Um, it's yeah, it's it's not fun. No, it's not. And, and it can last a week because yes. that's the life of the drug that is in your system. So Washington has seen a 500 percent jump in calls from people worried they've overdosed. That's what's so oh, wow. like, wow, this story is unbelievable. 500 percent jump in phone calls. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. I got yeah. a question. Yeah, because I, I was being serious. I did share with you that somebody this weekend that I saw. At the gym, mm-hmm. told, I'm like, man, you ain't seen in a minute. Man, I've been doing the Ozempic. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
wow, that is the first time that I've known of a man mm-hmm. taking it. What's the oh, percent? a lot of guys, yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Maybe a lot of guys, yeah. but a lot of guys aren't telling the world that they are. Right. Mickey, how, what's the percentage of men, women taking this? Do you know? That's of- a really good question. Yeah. And so what we have found and what I found is that men, too, are taking these medications and it's almost... It's almost the same. Um, men do keep more quiet about it. Yep. Uh, Charles Barkley, though, is taking a GLP-1 medication. He came out recently and has said that he's taking Manjaro to lose weight. So he's trying to break that stigma that, oh, this isn't for men, when in all actuality, it really is. And you've been really open about your own mm-hmm. uh, weight loss journey. Yeah, that, 80 pounds now. Which is I show, I show incredible. My, I show my, I mean, to be very transparent. Mm-hmm. You just recently posted something. Yes. You, and the other day you just posted it and I showed I showed my wife. Uh-huh. I said, "Here is Mickey Gomez before." Yeah. And she looked at it and I said, "Here is Mickey Gomez right now." And she was like, <gasps> "Oh, wow." <laughs> I mean, like your turn. What you have well, done, Mickey? 80, 80, wow. 80 pounds mm-hmm. or plus is life-changing. It is life-changing. I mean, these medications are life-changing. And here's the good news is that they are now both, you know, the Ozempic Wagovi and the Manjaro Zepbound are approved for weight loss now. But people have to be very careful and cautious when they go to the doctor and read those instructions and know that these are once-weekly medications. They are not daily. And if they decide to go to a compounding pharmacy, they really need to sit down with a medical assistant, a nurse, and find out exactly how much of the medication to pull out mm. of the vial and inject themselves with because yeah. you could get really sick. Now, Dr. Yeah. Kaiser says some patients end up in the ER, but fo- so far, no one has died from taking too much of the weight loss and, medication. And just to cover all bases, too, I want to point out that these are not medications without risk, but right. you know that there is it's a big the, risk. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So you can get the great value version of Ozempic. Do you mean, um, what do you mean by that? Oh, yeah, they're different, cheaper. like cheaper. Yeah. Yes, well, yes, well, yeah. yeah. Compounding pharmacy, yeah. absolutely. Compounding yeah. you know, pharmacies, values, yes. You know, cheap, cheaper, cheaper being like several hundred dollars instead of over a thousand dollars. Right, yeah. It's, 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 if you don't get it covered, it's up to $1,500 for a box of four injections. Yeah. So a lot of people are going the compounding route, which is where a lot of that mistake is happening and they're overdosing. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mickey, thank you. You're thank welcome. you, Mickey. Always appreciate you. And again, congratulations on your 20 award. more pounds to go. And yes, thank you for the award. 20 more pounds to go? Yeah, 20 more. Come on now. Get it, girl. All right. Coming up next here on the Gene Ursula Show, your text messages, feedback, and then we'll have Ursula's words to live by. I always get curious of what that's going to be these days. It's Gene Ursula. and Ursula. You know, Ursula, I don't know what it is about today's show. And for those listening to the show, what you agreed is this this was one of the best shows in a long time. Not necessarily about it going fast or slow. It was just something, I just think we just hit it out the park on all of these topics. 
I don't know. Maybe you that's know what just makes good. me feel really uncomfortable. What's that? When we give ourselves compliments. But if you want to give us a compliment, <laughs> <laughs> please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> that was really Someone just told me that they read some of the negative reviews on the podcast. I have to go back and, and, and look. Yeah. After that one person wrote that, I was like, eh, I'm not going to spend time on you here. know, we used to get those same <laughs> negative reviews yeah, even on the text line when I we know. first started. And I love I love our text line. I love yeah. everybody. Even when you don't like us or disagree with us, yeah. you generally do it so respectfully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, check out the picture that we have on the G and Ursula show Facebook page. G's not appreciating the salad that I brought in to work today. Who in the world has ever heard of a candy salad? Anyone a who's candy been on TikTok. salad? That is the... I know. I know. I was a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of my candy salad's still out there. It's going to be there for free. <laughs> it's not moving. I, need, I needed it's it like out of my house. Discount candy, too. I can't even identify oh, it. Nick, Nick, it's not discount are candy. You, are you going to go get some of the candy salad, Nick? Mm, I don't know. I already feel like a cavity's coming just, just thinking about it. <laughs> All right, Ursula, you want to start us off with the text messages? Or maybe it is discount candy if I got it at Home Goods <laughs> when, when I was buying my candy jar. If there's oh. Tootsie Rolls in there. No, oh. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I'll bring chocolate next time. Okay, the neighbors upset over plans to turn Tacoma, a Tacoma church into housing. 253 says, I'm against an Amici house. What young adult wants to share a bedroom with five other people? That's $4,200 a month in one bedroom. That's greed. Wow. 801 says, when people started admitting that everybody is a human, we might start finding real solutions. We need to start treating people as if they are our equal, regardless of their income or social stature. Ooh. People don't want poor people living across the street from them because they feel that they have earned that place in society and the people who have earned it should be put somewhere else. That's a mentality that is really hurting things. Yeah. Uh, 360 says if the neighbors didn't want affordable housing in their neighborhoods, nothing was stopping them from fronting that cool million and buying it themselves. Crazy how everyone believes you can do what you want with your own property right up until you want to help people that they don't like. Mm. Sherry on Camano Island says, agree with G. Oh, thank you. That feels good. Uh, universal income. I have a daughter who is struggling with housing that this would really help. I think in the long run, it would save money. Okay, then uh, some folks were responding to your message about if I respond to you on the text line and I'm not happy with you. <laughs> um Nick says, that's because when Ursula gets after you on the text line, it's the same feeling as when your mom would hit you with the whole, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Mm. Uh, what's better than Disneyland? Taking your kids to a hotel with the pool. Brian in Arlington says, my parents used to take my brothers and me on local hotel vacations when we were young in Michigan in the winter. I know exactly what G is talking about, and it was awesome. On Seattle enforcing the graffiti law again, 425 says, kids get into trouble for selling lemonade, so don't put it past the city to enforce its laws. Mm. Jeremy in Fall City says, when our town gets graffiti, the community comes together and cleans it up. Fall City, Duval, Snoqualmie, North Bend. Why doesn't that happen in Seattle? I, I actually love that idea. Um, G, you started off the show saying... 
Why are you laughing? Because I, I can't believe I started told everybody that. Okay, you started the show today. I, oh, I thought we were laughing about the graffiti. You, you shared it with everybody that you did 23... <laughs> 23 and me, and yeah. you just got the results in this morning. Yeah. And you were distracted for a minute. I was distracted for a long time. I'm still distracted. <laughs> I just found out that a lot of my brothers and sisters, I share 21% of y'all in me. <laughs> you're 21% European. I, I'm nearly now, a, now, now you're going to be like, I'm nearly a quarter your head white. <laughs> I know. Now you're going to need to kind of revisit that whole family tree thing. Well, you know what? What's you know that? what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to start exercising my privilege around here. <laughs> uh, now it's time for Words to Live By, brought to you by Wilcox Farms. And this is a quote from Alfred Whitehead. Uh, we're talking about age and age discrimination earlier. Yeah. I love this quote. No one who achieves success does so without acknowledging the help of others. The wise and confident will acknowledge this help with gratitude. So don't always look at that older person as someone who is beyond their prime, is a money suck or whatever it is that you have negative swirling around in your head. Right. Tap into their wisdom. I had some different avenues to go with that conversation, uh-huh. but I'm going to go right to Nick. Okay. Save myself from getting in trouble. Nick? Well, the stars were out for show last night with Grammys being won, while celebs from other fields of talent arrived to see the fun, watching singers and musicians, generations ranging far from Billy Joel to Joni Mitchell, Stevie Wonder, all the stars. But the headline of the night that everyone would all agree was the women sweeping all the accolades with Jubilee. Hey. Maybe one award that had debate with awkward dread, and it came during the show, and all of a sudden, Jay-Z said, I won't pull the Kanye West. I try my best, but Beyonce getting robbed. I got to get it off my chest. No disrespect, though. <laughs> Chef, you got to give him love. Jay in the house. Oh, my word. Where's Jay? Is he here? Hey, hey, Nick, that was good. That was dang good. Mic drop. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I I can just smile for the rest of this Monday. Thank you all. Yeah, good show. Uh, uh, Real quick, Ursula, on Friday you left uh, with your mother's memorial. How was that? It was beautiful. It was everything that my mother would have loved. Mm -hmm. Surrounded with joy, hugs, laughter, tears. Um, just had family everywhere, and there was just so much love. And my mom would have really enjoyed it. Awesome, fantastic! Thank you for letting me take off early too. Jack, Jack and Spike show comes up next. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody. Yeah.